American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Looks LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm going to have to move these cables around because that's quite a stretch <laughs> to uh, to fade in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're here on Thanksgiving Eve. And this is, uh, I guess you'd call it the Black Friday episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This will be out um, on Black Friday. It's weird how fast everything goes. I know. You know, it's going to be Christmas in the blink of an eye. Because, uh, well, you know, everything on TV is Black Friday, this and that. And I was like, man, is it really that soon? Yeah, Black Friday has really lost its um, legitimacy. Like, right. There used to be real deals and stuff, but mm-hmm. now it's all BS, I feel like. Yeah, the, the Black Friday begins uh, soon now. Yeah, and the sales aren't as good and the, you know, a lot of times they're um, manufacturing these things specifically for Black Friday. So Mm -hmm. the TV that you're buying for, excuse me, $199 is really not the $499 TV. It's one that they made with cheaper crap (laughs) or the tool or whatever, you know. Yeah. All right. Good old consumerism. (laughs) Yep. Um. So yeah, we're uh, we're actually we're waiting on the dumpster to get picked up, mm-hmm. and then we're off for for five days. That's uh, gonna be glorious. Uh, we deserve it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, we uh, kind of did a, a minor recap last week when we had John Peters on. Yep, went through everything, but uh, since then we've even. Uh, been out of the shop. We went down and uh, did the spray day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, John was here, what, Wednesday last mm-hmm. week? Um, what what uh, what did we do for those two days? And were we working on uh, Opal? Oh, so Thursday you went to White Opal. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, I stayed back and, and kept working on those compact laminate cabinets, which thank God they're out of the shop. They're not fully installed yet. And we'll get to that. Um, and then Friday, same thing, just working on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, white Opal, the the salon that we're currently wrapping up. John came, did John come by on Friday? Or was that Monday? Uh, that was, was did we do the, Monday. Yeah. When did we, yeah, we did the router bit. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how we wrapped up last week, just plugging away on this salon, and we're 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 pretty close to done. We're I'd say we're um, about ninety percent, ninety five percent. Yeah, um, just a couple more things to wrap up on that and install, uh, which is good because we got to get that done, get on to um, the other work we have in the book. So uh, then Saturday, yeah, we we left the shop about seven thirty. Mm-hmm. And headed down to New Doors slash United Finishes in Berlin, New Jersey, which is down in like the Mount Laurel, Voorhees area. 
um, sort of southwest yeah. New Jersey. About an hour and a half. Yeah. Exit four on the turnpike. So shot down the turnpike. And um, that was great. That was, um, you know, I wish there were more things like that mm-hmm. to attend. Um, because, like, for the cost, like, even if you just pick up one small tip. Yes. And you're a business owner. It's it's totally worth the money. Um, you know, uh, whatever it was, like 275 bucks, something like that, 285 bucks. You know, you go down, you get, plus you get, uh, you know, they had breakfast, they had lunch. The, we left with all kinds, with three t-shirts, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Crazy swag. Yeah. Homemade lunch. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, you know, aside from all that, if you pick up one thing, even if it's just like a sanding tip, mm-hmm. you're going to make that back tenfold more, a hundredfold. Yeah, it's nothing like hands-on learning with a good instructor. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, Nate. I don't know if it's Olean, Olean. Yeah, I I would say Olean. Yeah. But I, but I don't know at all. Yeah. Um. So he's Nathan underscore Olean, O-L-E-A-N, uh, painting, underscore painting mm-hmm. on on Instagram, I believe is the correct yeah. handle. Yep, and, um, and, uh, his, Oh, that's your phone. I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, his employee, uh, Phil was there with them as well. I believe they're just a two man team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're professional finishers. You know, he has a shop where they spray, um, you know, they, they're contract finishers for other people. And I think maybe he does um, like refinishing on his own as well. Like, you know, you could call him and say, hey, I want to refinish my kitchen cabinets and they'll come and take them down and, and refinish them. Um, so they were the uh, the main instructors of the class along with, uh, with Chris and Dan from New Doors United Finishes. And the, uh, the guys from, or two of the guys from General Finishes Enduro were there, Tim and Mike. Yeah. Uh, Skyler from Surf Prep was there. And I think that was it in terms of vendor representation. Yeah. Um, so the, the, um, the event was, I guess, sponsored by obviously United Finishes, New Doors, uh, Surf Prep, Apollo, Sprayers, Big Kid Blocks, Enduro, Slash, General finishes slash enduro. I don't know if they I'm trying to think of what was on the t-shirt. And was that everybody? Yeah, I think I think that was it. Yeah. Um so yeah, they took us through. You know, we were able to tour the new doors facility, see how they're making the doors. That was um, pretty cool. Yeah, Chris gave a little demo on sort of, you know, because the, the main audience were, uh, um, you know, residential cabinet refinishers was really like, what yeah. the, you know, these guys' main gigs were. Um, so he gave a little demo on sort of how they could utilize new doors to their advantage where, you know, instead of going and refinishing these crusty old golden oak doors, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you could just arch top. <laughs> yeah. Um, give the client really what they want, which is a, a completely new look, you know, quickly fresh. Yeah. Cost effectively. And, um, you know, they show up primes. All you got to do is, you know, shoot your top coat and, and finish your frames on site and you're good to go. And how really, if you look at the, the financials of the whole thing, it actually works out to be, you know, almost a break even to mm -hmm. do new doors versus yeah. refinishing old doors. Um, which makes me want to like start offering cabinet refinishing because it just seems like easy money to me. Yeah. Um, or uh, refacing, I should say, not refinishing. Right, right. Um, replacement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, new doors will even uh, shoot top coat for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to um, see how the cost breaks out on that. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, guy uh, there at the end uh, who lost his uh, sprayer. Oh, yeah. Because that's what he does. He has new doors. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that guy's name. Yeah. Was it Derek? Mm, he was in, I don't think he was in my group. Okay. Yeah, he was in my group. He had like a, it was almost like a Donkey Kong yeah. logo. <laughs> yeah. It was like Donkey, like Donkey Kong, like spraying paint. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, surprise to us, Jackie and um, Tiago from Timber were down there. So Timber, you know, uh, we had Walter Peters on, John Peters' son. Back in season three, that's where Walter works. Uh, so I guess he had caught wind of the event through us and then put a bug in their ear and uh, Timber sent them down. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. Um, Jackie ended up winning the Golden Door Award. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, aside from, you know, the tour and, and uh, basically a demo on how, you know, using how you could use new doors. Um, we did, we had pre-primed doors and they took us through prepping the door and then we shot prime, did we shoot primer on, we shot primer yeah, on a raw shot door primer, yeah. and then we top coated the door that we had, <clears throat> excuse me, sanded. Um, unbeknownst to us, they were uh, planning this competition where at the end they actually had uh, Nate. Skyler and was it Chris? Was he part mm, of it? Either Chris or Dan. They uh, judged these. How many were there? Twelve? I think there were thirteen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we should say that there was like a, about a dozen attendees. So a nice small, and we we're split into two two groups. Um. They did a blind judging of these dozen or so doors. And uh, and chose the winner for the Golden Door, which was Jackie from Timber. And second place, <laughs> shocker of all shockers, was Green Street's own Rob Barone. <laughs> so Keensburg, New Jersey wins uh, number one and number two. And it was like super close. They had yeah. to actually take that, take the doors. You know, they like looked everything over and then they went... Uh, privately and discussed it and then they had to come back in and grab the doors and look at them and so it was close it's funny because 
you know, we we were both sort of like Gavin more than Sandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I knew my door needed more prep work, yeah. but I was like, yeah. It was funny. I was, uh, I sanded like the panel because we're using hand, you know, basically uh, mostly hand, hand uh, tools or whatever, hand sanding around the edges and stuff. And I was waiting for, they had a couple three by four surf prep sanders, but there was only two. So I was waiting and uh, Nate comes over. He's like, oh, he's like, how you looking? I'm like, oh, pretty good. And then he like feels the door. He's like, I think you need to, you know, hit this a little bit more, you know, being like super <laughs> nice. And I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, I didn't even sand any of this yet. I'm like, if you think that uh, I would have thought that this was sanded. Because one thing we've done is sanded. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, it was a good time. It was, it was. The food was great. The mm-hmm. people, we made some good relationships, new relationships. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even the folks at Timber, we really not met. Um, no. And so we have uh, that thing going for us now. Yep. Um, of course, Nathan and Phil. Yeah. Um, and sort of built upon the, the relationship we have with Chris and Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, very good, very good event. Yeah. It was an all-day affair. We, you know, basically uh, left at 7.30, got back to the shop at 7.30. And we, we uh, oh, I won the big kid blocks in the yeah. raffle. So yeah. they raffled off a, an Apollo 7700 atomizer gun, um, a set of big kid blocks. So I won that, and that was like, I don't know, half a dozen pieces or so. The big kid blocks are these acrylic laser cut acrylic sanding blocks that have, they actually have hook and loop on them, but you can take that off also and just use PSA uh, sandpaper. Um, and, you know, a bunch of different shapes, like a, a three by six, a two by five, a round, like a two inch round, a triangle, a little, uh, like a rectangle with a delta N kind of thing. Yeah, that's um, the one we like, I think, the most. Yeah. Some small, you know, they're really good for sanded panels, sanded edges, stuff like that. Um, just because that was one of the main things that Nate and uh, Phil emphasized was not sanding for smooth, but sanding for flat. Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's how you get the most, that's how you get the best look on your finishes. Yeah. Uh, it has to be smooth, but it also has to be flat. Yeah, didn't they say something like smooth is the result of flat or something like that? Uh, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah, we were split up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Um, uh, so, yeah, they, they raffled off the big kit blocks, the, the spray gun. Um, what else? I feel like there was another couple, like, bigger mm. bigger things. Bunch of hats. You you want a yeah, hat. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think everybody everybody got a hat. got something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought there was another big. Was it a surf prep? Yeah, yeah. There was the one. It was oh, the yeah. one. There was the demo surf prep. Yeah, Sanded. yeah. That guy that was in my uh, my group got mm-hmm. that. So yeah, three by four surf prep sander. Not as good as a Unita, but <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. We were throwing. We were throwing the. The barbs and not barbs, but we were throwing them out, out the little comments here and there. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, so yeah, this is man, my mind shot. Uh, so we ended up leaving with an Apollo sprayer. Yeah, Apollo turbine. We um, you know, from like the beginning, as soon as the turbine was broken out, I'm like, oh damn! I'm like, uh, what are you guys selling that demo unit for at the at the end of the class? Mm-hmm. And you know, I start. I kept prodding at at he and Chris, and um, yeah, it's a nice unit. Yes, we we left with a uh, an Apollo Precision Five Pro LE, I think it's called. Yeah, it's a five stage turbine uh, with the seventy seven hundred atomizer gun, and um, it's a top cup setup. We got the PPS, bought the PPS adapter, so we can keep using PPS cups, um, which will be nice because um, it doesn't seem like we need to use a pressure cup anymore with this Enduro. Um, which I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm actually wondering if that was source of the issue because we're sort of pushing it more mm. with a pressure cup. Yeah, I mean, definitely the the cleanliness of the air was. Yeah, that was definitely a big thing. That was the main reason was, you know, having water in the lines. And I'm not sure that ever really, you know, how long does it take for that to dry up? So even if yeah. you got your air, you know our air was super wet because of all the use of the compressor between the laser and the Dynabraid. Um, and we don't have a dryer, just some water separators. Um, you know, even if we now have stopped using those as much because of just the workflow, how long does it take for the moisture to get out of all the lines that already have moisture in them? Yeah. That's a good question. Actually, Dan, I think said something to me about how quickly it builds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're uh, looking forward to trying that new unit out. Yeah. Got, um, you know, a bunch of stuff that we plan on spraying coming up. I mean, basically plan, we plan, we plan on spraying everything from here on out. Yeah. You know, um, the vesting was great. In the old shop, it was great here before we had the booth, but, um, you know, there's a reason that sprayed finishes are, you know, predominantly used because they're fast and they're good. And, um, huh. that was that lady from that magazine. Oh, she wants to come and interview us in like the fall. Hmm. Um, we were in a wood. Wood review or wood shop review? I don't remember the name of it. I'd never heard of it. Some kind of magazine for winning the street big. Um, seems like it's kind of like one of those pay to play magazines, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. all the articles were like this brand, yeah. says, you know, whatever. But you know, whatever. I mean, I guess that's all <clears throat> magazines. Um, but they ran a little uh, article about the street big contest and. Um, they reached out for some additional comments to us and uh, they said they want to come interview us in the fall. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, what the hell were we talking about? The sprayer? Yeah, we were talking about sort of shifting over from the wipe-on finishes yeah, to, yeah. to spraying. Yeah, uh, vesting, you know, great finish, looks great, feels great, but it's just very time-consuming. So think about the amount of time it takes to, let's say you got a, a tabletop. And it's three feet by six feet. You have to wipe the finish on or, you know, apply the finish, buff it in, wipe it off, cure it. 
sand it, repeat three times, you know, three total coats. Um, the time it takes to just spray that top and set it off to the side, these water-based finishes dry in, you know, about an hour tops. They're ready for recoat in an hour as long as the shop isn't like, you know, 50 degrees. Um, and going to be a little bit more durable, going to be a little bit more water resistant. So it's a good option overall. Yeah. I'm, I think you summarized it well when, when you say that this is, this is what a production shop uses. Right. For many reasons. Yeah. I mean, there, nobody's really doing hand applied finish. No. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself now because I have uh, some panels in my kitchen that I did with vesting. Thinking about uh, maybe redoing them. Yeah, I don't know how hard it would be to get all that off. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's only four doors or so that I that I have finished. I'm not worried about the inside, mm -hmm. just the outside. So maybe with some diligent scraping. Only thing is it's veneer and the, the vesting is yeah. inside of it. Yeah. yeah. But I could always spray on top and see what happens. True. It's a good test case. Yeah. I mean, we got a bunch of vesting too that, that could get used. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we got a new sprayer. Um, Monday, we, uh, well, so Sunday, Adam came from Three Dot and That's picked true. up the boxes. So all the boxes are officially out of the shop. Yeah, I've seen his Instagram posts. He's uh, busy printing labels, putting them in boxes. Yep. Uh, so we're glad to see those gone. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh, the worst of the three. Well, I don't know. The first one was probably the worst. I think it's hard it was, to remember. It was the schedule, I think, that we had to keep that compounded it. Yeah, yeah. Just coming off of being really busy, getting into that, being behind, having a, you know, um, just really bust ass to get them out was was a lot. Um, my hands, they, every morning, they still hurt. Killing me. <laughs> and I'm just, uh, just still so tired. I just, like, can't shake it. Um yeah, this this rest will do you right. Me too. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think we should take some time, though. Thank one of our new sponsors. It's a good idea. Ridge Carbide. When you need the right saw blade for the job, put your trust in Ridge Carbide tools. Yeah, for over 50 years, Ridge Carbide's been producing industrial saw blades designed with exact specifications for the cutting results you expect. Before you buy, call us and we'll help determine the right tool that meets your needs and your budget. Yeah, and after the sale, Ridge Carbide provides sharpening services for all your saw blades, dado sets, router bits, and uh, your jointer and planer knives. Located in Kansas, Ridge Carbide Tools provides high-quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price. So what, what are, are you cutting? That's the question. You tell them and they'll tell you what you need. Uh, Paul and everybody over there, extremely helpful. We've, um, you know, reached out to them before for advice and, um, and they've been great. So, yeah. you know, definitely, um, good customer service, you know, Ridge Carbide's a big, well-known company, but still that small, 
feel, you know, when you call. And mm-hmm. I remember first time I called, who do I get on the phone? Is Paul the owner of Ridge Carbide? Yeah. So <laughs> you text me. I just was talking about the owner of Ridge Carbide. Oh well, yeah, that was in re- in regards to the yeah, podcast. Yeah. But going back a couple of years ago, um, calling about some sharpening and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like Paul is the guy who answered the phone. Oh, when we were when our blades. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when uh, I think we talked about it when when Paul bought Ridge Carbide, uh, Paul was the owner is was and is the owner of Everlast saw which is a an industrial saw blade manufacturer um who was you know making some blades for ridge carbide for a long time Um, when he acquired ridge carbide we had sent our blades to new jersey to be sharpened by ridge carbide and you know somewhere in between there they had been acquired by everlast so our blades were sort of in limbo yeah because they went from new jersey to kansas and we you know uh we didn't know like what was going on because it had been you know a couple of weeks or something. Um, so I called up and got and got Paul on the phone and and talked to him for a little bit. Yeah, and they had a huge backlog because of it too. I think right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, like we said last week, uh, we got a shop full of uh, their blades here. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're not, and you know, we we purchased them. We're not uh, just shills. Right, yeah, they're um, they're all basically Ridge Carbide and Everlast. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Monday we uh, we wrapped up a couple little things for the salon, and uh, yesterday, which was Tuesday, we went over there and started to install um, the backwash station i think they, they're calling it yeah it's basically where they shampoo the hair you know where the sinks are and that's what we're using all that compact laminate for so this is an expansion of an existing salon into the you know the uh, adjacent space um to where they are now so basically we're just matching everything to what was already built now originally they built this backwash station out of just laminate and uh apparently it did not last very long so they had to rebuild it and they used the compact laminate because um, I guess somebody recommended it. I was going to say, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know that if, material. It, if that was Fez or what, because I don't think Fez sells starboard, do they? Uh, I don't know what, you know, that the only time I, I really Atlantic used it comes, was with Tom. I think it comes from Atlantic. Well, when you had to get pricing on it, where'd you go oh. from? <laughs> It, it was it was either Atlantic or Fez. Yeah. I think it was Atlantic because yeah, I, Fez was the first call. I think, and it wasn't wasn't through them. It was probably the only option. It was probably the only product that Fez had that sort of fit the bill. And you know, if you call and ask a a vendor for something, they're just going to tell you what they have. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they'll sell they're not going to be like, "Wow, we have this," but it's really going to be a pain in the dick. <laughs> Um, which and it was it's $20, $22 a square foot. Um, so the guy who built the other one must've had a CNC because that's really the best way I, I think to cut this stuff because you can really, you know, you turn your feeds and speeds way down, go multiple passes to get mm-hmm. down through it. Um, it's really not something that that's cut well with traditional, you know, Woodworking circular tools. carbide blades. Um, because I've, I tried several blades 
the blade geometry and everything that was recommended by Wilson art. And, um, it just cut like garbage. So really not super satisfied with how it came out because we had areas of, of blowout and chip out and stuff that had to sort of be feathered in. Um, but luckily it's, it's mostly just a carcass to house plumbing and, uh, the guest side is all stone, basically. Uh, so the only people that will see the back side of the doors where we got the blowout and stuff is, uh, you know, are the plumbers and and maybe some of the the stylists. If for some reason they have to get inside of there, but yeah, they're not going to notice anything. No. Um, so a learning experience. We won't, if that comes across the desk again, we'll, we will protest. <laughs> we will suggest uh, several other options. Yeah. I mean, Azek would have been so easy. Starboard, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's like, fix it at the source. Like, why is the sink leaking all right, the time? Right. Um, because, you know, my sister-in-law owns a salon and, you know, my wife works there and they've both been doing it for over 20 years nearing, you know, I wouldn't say nearing 30, but over 20 years. Um, and I'm like, do you guys like sinks leak all the time? They're like, no. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, whatever. So I don't know if it just has to do with whatever types of sinks they use. They're like, I think they're articulating. Um, I don't know if it's a bad sink, if it's a bad plumber, if it's just the design is, does not lend itself to being non-leakable. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like it was a plumbing issue and not a, a millwork issue. Yeah, I mean, laminate, just like plain TFL is probably not a good mm-hmm. good choice anyway just because it's a wet environment. But, um, you know, using half-inch compact laminate is just a pain. Azek would have been the easiest thing, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we couldn't even get that fully installed because some of the plumbing was in a bad spot. I We had checked it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, two of the supply lines needed to be moved over, but it should just be like 45 minutes for this plumber to, um, he's a thing that's probably going to take him the longest getting the water out of the lines. Yeah. So that he can cut it. Um, but it's all packed. So they just got to do like a little bit of a 90 couple, couple nineties and they'll be where they need to be. We'll bring them up into one, one of the cabinets, the middle, uh, sink base, and then they can tee out of there and, and feed the other two two sinks. They have individual drains, but they have, there's only one. There's there's four supply lines. I don't know why, yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting the arrangement. For, for volume. You know, if, if it was just one hot, one cold, it might not have the volume to handle three sinks. Yeah. That's a good point. Although, I mean, what but are you doing in your house? Do one and then two. Yeah. Well, you never have three sinks in one room. Oh yeah, but I mean, like if you're taking a shower upstairs and doing laundry or whatever. Well, yeah, but the yeah the bathroom's yeah. being fed by a different line. three quarter inch yeah. line or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know in my house because it's old that like if you're taking a shower upstairs and I'm washing the dishes downstairs that we're both gonna have less water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the way my house is plumbed, that shower downstairs is really affected by the kitchen sink. Yeah. So I always tell my wife, I'm going to take a shower. Don't, don't turn, play with the water. Yeah, don't turn the hot water on. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it's funny the idiosyncrasies of a house and the plumbing and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so we couldn't finish installing that. I mean, it took me, we left about 2, 2.30. Yeah. And, I mean, we're there at 8 o'clock. It took me all that time just to install one sink base, screw the pilasters to the other sink base, and skeletonize the bottoms of the three of them because they're just, that material is just so brutal. Drilling those holes, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like Corian where you can't cut a square corner because you're it's liable to crack. Um, so I had to, you know, drill four holes and then connect the dots to cut out the bottoms. Um, and I was using an, an 11 16 twist bit because um, it was just something that we had that we were never going to use. I knew it was going to get destroyed. And uh, I sharpened it before we even came. You know, I hit it on the thousand grit stone and I had it sticky sharp. And, uh, you know, it was probably a good five minutes per hole yeah. to drill the hole with a ton of pressure. You know, putting my full body weight of 200 plus pounds on there. Your um, hand was all red. Yeah, because I'm just pushing down on the back of the drill so hard. Um, cutting it with the jigsaw wasn't too bad using a metal, metal jigsaw blade. I only used two blades to cut the four, four bottoms. So it cuts pretty well with the jigsaw. Um, and then you got the bench all wrapped up. Yeah. The bench, the long top, couple of panels. Yep. Finished the, the station drawers. Yep. Yeah, so all we got left is like what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven fillers. Um, I think we gotta put some cleats in the in those two esthetician rooms or whatever they are, mm. treatment rooms. Yeah. Um at, at I the think, countertop. Yeah, I think those get uh oh, a lot where it go, goes to the wall. Yeah, there's like that twenty six yeah. inch space. Yeah, yeah. Uh we got that, those. Um how to make what two M panels? Um, do the do the esthetician rooms get end panels in that on that? Because uh, we have two panels that seem to fit that description, but uh, I don't know. We could always put them in, and then, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what they plan on putting in there, if anything. Yeah, maybe like a hamper. Um, oh, Jacqueline just texted me. You guys at the shop today? <laughs> For the next. 15 minutes. <laughs> or another half hour. Um, so, yeah, we got that. Some some end panels. We got to make new end panels <clears throat> for the little front reception area because we had to shim. Yeah. To, to get the front of the cabinets coplanar, I had to shim them out like five ace off the wall or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, so. that's kind of what happened on, on almost all the cabinets. Yeah. Um. We have two and a half sheets or so of that material, yeah. so that's not a big deal. Uh, we got to drop off that cabinet. You want to bring that cabinet over? Yeah, we're uh, cutting down in some form or fashion a cabinet. Jacqueline. Yeah, I can open the drawer remotely. 
Oh, yes. We got that stuff. We got a mic of the shelves. Yeah. And uh, wrap up the backwash thing and make one more top countertop for the little like break area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost. For I really keep forgetting about that. So that's that's pretty simple. It's just got like a little jog, but we'll just cut yeah. that. We'll leave it a little bit big. We'll we'll uh, make a template on site and cut that on site. Um, yeah, and then we're out of that one. Um, did Lindsay say anything about uh, what's that uh, arch brow or something like that to you? He was uh, I forgot to ask her about it. Oh, it's like an eyebrow. Yeah, no. Um, we're going to be doing a banquette, like a 24, 24 foot eight banquette, uh, looks like with Lindsay or a coffee is it a coffee place. Um, yeah, uh, I think so. He wants that channel back on it. We don't, we're not having anything to do with that. But yeah, channel back and and a cushion. Um, let's see what did I, I think it was? Yeah, like a cold cold brew or something, wasn't it? Mm. We could go for some cold brew. Yeah, it's a um, if it's the same place, California Cold Company Coffee. Mm. This one's in Manal. Yeah, this has got to be this Manal, yeah. but they're opening another location. Um, I mean, like they must have hot coffee too. Yeah, because who you know, you can't drink cold <clears throat> cold coffee all year long. No, um, I'm not sure how they heat it up. Even after they, because I'm trying to think, did I have a cold brew coffee that was hot? Is does that mm. is that Go I think against that kind it of defeats the purpose. Yeah. They, yeah, I mean they probably just have both hot coffee and cold brew coffee. Um, yeah, because it's like infused or something like that, right? When it's cold, they let it drip through. Uh, well, you just let slow it process. Yeah, you just let it sit with the grounds for an extended period of time, and then you filter it out. It you know it's whatever. Like maybe it's supposed to be less bitter. Or yeah, something. less acidic, know, something like that. Um, which acid is the nice, that's like the nice part about coffee is the, the acid. I like less acid or more acid, less bitter. Uh. Um, so yeah, I'd be doing a banquette. It looks like waiting on finished choice for that. That's like, you know, they need that like tomorrow kind of thing. We got, uh, the, the Oak pieces that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Get started on those next <clears> week. <throat> first thing I know that, um, that client's pretty anxious. Should be a that should be a pretty straightforward build. I'm getting back to our roots, just solid, you know, solid oak doors and end panels and stuff like that. Um, the bleacher parts came in today. Oh yeah, we're building a table and four stools out of some um, Notre Dame redwood bleacher pieces. Yeah, little chunks. Yeah. Um, so that should be cool. That'll have like a pipe, you know, gas pipe base that we're buying uh, is what the client was looking for. And uh, 
you know, they'd like to get that done before the holidays. We have the Historical Society. <coughs> Solid. Um, display cabinets. We're waiting to get paid on that. They were like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, so once you're done, you sign this thing, and then the town will pay you. I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not going to work that way. Um, so they're going to, they're supposed to be cutting us a check and then get reimbursed by the town. Uh, so, yeah, we've got a lot. Lot going on, got a lot of feelers out there, and and uh, and Christmas will be here before we know it. Yeah, man, yeah, because what it's like. Well, this year it's like a month, I guess. Between sometimes it's only like three weeks, good three plus weeks between the holidays. It seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's always at at least like about four weeks. Yeah. Does, does this November have an extra week in it or something like that? This five, yeah, five yeah. weeks this month. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say is uh, definitely want to thank our, our third sponsor, Unita. Yeah. I've uh, been using that three by four sander a lot. And uh, something I found it's really good for is because you're not dealing with like that, that aggressive rotation, mm-hmm. like with the uh, compact laminate, the, you know, yesterday morning I was prepping the little toe kick pieces. So they're just like half inch by four by had uh three at 17 and two at 14. So I had to, I had to hit the edges a little bit on the uh, edge sander. And then I, you know, tip them up to get like, just to break the edge. And uh, because that material is so hard, it basically just burns the edge, you yeah. know? So I get this little chamfer, but it's all burnt. And, um, you know, trying to like clean that up with a orbital sander, um, especially like the Dynabraid or something like that, that's relatively aggressive. It uh, It's a little sketchy because, you know, you have this rotation and you're bearing down on only this like one sixteenth of an inch. Um, and any any little bit of movement, you know, you're going to be really drastically changing the, the shape of that. Um, the nice thing that I found about the three by four sanders is that they're like a little more gentle. Yes. You know, it's yes. it's definitely not an aggressive sander. I'm sure if you put hundred grit on there or something, you could mm-hmm. you could move a lot of material. But uh, with like a a piece of one fifty or two twenty, you know, you could just hit these edges and and remain really controlled because it's a small, um, it's a really small form factor. Like it it basically like gripping like a baseball, you know, and you just have this little three yeah. by four pad that's orbiting i like it yeah I, mean, I never had one before and um it's definitely changed the way i you know approach especially the prep work with the painting yeah and things like that yeah it's you know it's it's scary with an orbital sander on yeah. painted stuff you know you i feel like you burn through <laughs> yeah a lot faster than you do with this and this really moves primer and paint but but doesn't sand through mm-hmm. uh, really quickly it's much easier to control um, so yeah, I mean, I've been really happy with them. Yeah. If you've never tried one, it's, it's definitely something I would recommend. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't tried any of their other sanders. Um, but just judging by these, you know, I'm sure yeah. you'd be, if you're in the market for, uh, an orbital, you know, they have the, uh, paddle style orbitals. Um, I give them a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like anything they're you know. You're not going to get it for the price of a Dewalt. No. But um, if you're like us, you own Festool, you own uh, 
Dynabraid, you own, you know, nice expensive Sanders, you know, these are on par. This is, you know, you get what you pay for when it comes yeah, to a Sander. This is high quality stuff. Yeah. Um, People walk by, it sounds like they're inside the shop. Yeah, I heard that right through my headphones. Got that nice thin window right there. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, made my uh, baked corn muffins this morning. That sounds good. Only 12, though. <clears throat> so, my mom, you know, we're, we're all bringing stuff. And she's like, oh, can you bring corn muffins? I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So, my wife's gluten-free. So, I... I uh, put on the shopping list, gluten-free corn muffin mix. And uh, she only bought one box, which only made 12 corn muffins. Yeah. There's eight people. I feel like that's not going to cut it. No. And uh, what size muffin is it? Just like a regular cupcake. You oh, know, yeah. Cupcake size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Mondo bodega size muffin. No, that's more <laughs> like a breakfast muffin, I feel yeah. like, and less like a uh, side dish muffin. Um, so I don't know if I go get another box of that. Oh, but what I was getting at is I made, uh, some John Peters honey butter. That sounds good. On the side with that, that really dark honey. Yeah. I'm, I, when I go home, I'm going to make some toast and put that on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Butter and honey. I love that. Yeah. I got to go home and, and see what kind of turkey my wife brought back. Yeah. It's not frozen, is it? No. Yeah. I was going to say, you're fucked if it is. Yeah. <laughs> take forever i know i know yeah it's all wrapped up i gotta take it apart and see what's in there i gotta make uh deviled eggs made my sweet potatoes on sunday froze them which i'm not against froze them pulled them out uh this morning put them in the fridge and then i'll do i'll put the marshmallows on top uh tomorrow morning before we leave which don't be a snob on Thanksgiving. We were talking about this. Put the marshmallows on the sweet potatoes. Do you line up your marshmallows or you just dump them on? Well, I'm using full size, but I'm going to uh, cut them in half. Okay. Because the they have that cornstarch or whatever on the mm -hmm. outside. So it's like the mini marshmallows, it's like too much of that cornstarch, I feel like. Yeah. That's an America's Test Kitchen trick. So I cut them in half and, and put them on top. Line them up like little soldiers. Yeah. Um, I think Allie's making a flan. Mm. She's gluten free, no pie. Yeah, she did show. I woke up and there was a pie on the counter. It says gluten free cherry. I, I think I don't know if uh, if Mallory gets them for Thanksgiving. Or, yeah, I feel like I've had client. one. Um, I might. I think I might have gotten it at Whole Foods or something like that. Yeah, but I think they have gluten free pies, like fruit pies. Yeah. Um, I know where she used to work, they would, the, the owner would always get them, uh, like a delicious orchards pie. Oh yeah. So it, it might be from there. I'm sure. I mean, a lot of places do gluten-free stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're getting a gluten, a flourless, uh, chocolate something or other. You guys got the most unorthodox Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, growing up, I never had a turkey. We had Italian food. What'd you eat, lasagna? Yeah. 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 We, somebody <laughs> would always bring a lasagna, but. Yeah. I never had a turkey till I was, you know, an adult. 
Turkey's the least of my concerns. If there yeah. was no turkey on on Thanksgiving, I'd be fine. But you gotta have the <clears throat> no stuffing is crazy. Yeah, like, but uh, yeah, I didn't grow up with any of the American style. Yeah, um, Thanksgiving fixins, which is funny because it's such an American holiday. It's it like is. You figured that everybody would just, you know, for that one day adopt the. Yeah, my mom was a stubborn uh, cook. Like, <laughs> and like, why even celebrate Thanksgiving at that point? It's like just don't do it. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I mean, you guys know I come from sort of like an immigrant uh, upbringing, but mm-hmm. I bet all the modern immigrants are got turkeys on the table. Yeah, I mean, all the Hispanic immigrants—they're not serving. Uh, well, maybe they are, but I'm I'm supposing they got turkeys on the table. Yeah, you know, they might have their uh, their version of the lasagna on the side. You mm-hmm. know, the, the second table stuff. Yeah. I think tamales are pretty popular on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like a good tamale. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have the lard in there, though. If they don't yeah. have lard, I don't want them. <laughs> My sister-in-law makes them in there. Uh, she's vegetarian. Well, they're, they're like pescatarian, I guess, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, no lard in there. Yeah, no. Got to have some kind of good grease in there. Yes. Not yes. like vegetable oil. Yeah. Bacon fat, lard, something good. Yeah, I told you about the, the tamale lady that used to come by the motorcycle club meetings. Yeah. She'd have like a ig, one of those igloo coolers, you know, that kind of had like that pyramid kind of top on it that looks like a little house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd have one of those just loaded up with little tamales stacked up in there. A Where dollar. you press the button and the yeah. thing pivots. Yeah, a dollar each. Yeah. Well, you can imagine how many tamales you'd eat. Yeah. <laughs> They were good too. You know, you open that thing up, steam's pumping out of there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, they didn't pick up our fucking dumpster yet. Yeah, I forgot all about it. What's going on? The the one day we needed it early. I know. They're not here. Let me check the tracking. We got tracking on the truck. Does it still say six stops? I'm about to find out. It does, that's bad sign. Yeah. Yeah, it does say six stops. Hmm. Might have to wait until Friday. Yeah. Or whatever. I can just shoot back over here and and uh, bring it in. What's up with that? Usually they pick it up so early. Right. We even, we asked them to like maybe come a little bit later that time and uh, they were like, ah. I mean, it shows, like, where the truck is, allegedly. And it shows it's, like, in... Is it in town? It's in, like, Leonardo. Hmm. But it still says your truck has six more stops. But it, it's it been... That's where the truck has been the entire time. That yeah, I, since early this morning. Yeah. It's, like, kind of, like, over by my house. Yeah, it shows it's on East Road. That just must be the first stop. Mm. What's over there on East Road? I don't know. What? Look out the window. No, that's not. 
That was like a a pedestrian uh, diesel truck. Well, I guess at that, that we'll uh, bid you farewell. Yeah, going to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. Spend some money uh, at a small business. Yeah, that's a good... Uh a good recommendation. Yeah, well, I think Saturday they call small business Saturday. Oh, so screw Black Friday! Don't give those corporate pigs your money. Spend some money with a small business on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get something that's better quality, and uh, you know you're gonna be helping somebody close to home versus yeah. some. Most of that money gets back into the community too. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, otherwise you're just lying in some CEO's pockets. And we'll leave you with that note. Yeah. Don't eat too much. Well, it, well uh, if you're hearing this, it's too late. You have, yes. Get back on the saddle on Monday. Yeah. And um, see you next week. Take care. We truly appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with your friends or consider subscribing to our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Let's go.